this week on the podcast talking about nonprofit news, nonprofitnewsfeed.com, and the summary of news for June 28th. Here with us are Carisha and Nick, expert whalers who also help us understand what's going on with nonprofit news. How's it going, Carisha and Nick? Doing well, George. How are you doing? Always good when we get to talk about the nonprofit news. Okay, Nick, what do we have on our summary pieces? Sure, George, I can kick us off. Our first story is that Warren Buffett has given away $4.1 billion to charity and has stepped down from his board position on the Gates Foundation. So two Warren Buffett stories. And I know that we don't necessarily love just kind of announcing major donors um, as you know, a rundown of all the major giving that happens in a year, but this one is still significant. One, because it's $4.1 billion, but it falls within this narrative of the super rich kind of really dictating and throwing money around within the philanthropic world. We talk about Mackenzie Scott's giving us similar amounts within the past couple of weeks, and now Warren Buffett has given away another $4.1 billion to charity. And he has pledged to give away tremendous amounts of money, um, large, large percentages of his individual wealth to the point of nearly all of it. Um, so this is one step down that route. Another important kind of thing to know or a curiosity to know is that Warren Buffett has stepped down from his board position on the Gates Foundation. This comes just weeks on the heels of the announcement of the divorce between Bill and Melinda Gates. But something interesting to note, um, some have said that this is, you know, typical behavior or, you know, um, something that he's done in the past with, uh, you know, his step down from his board position on, on Berkshire Hathaway. And this isn't uh, you know, that much of an anomaly, but it comes at a time in which, uh, as well, it's just a couple weeks after a major shakeup at the foundation. So something to keep an eye on for watchers of, you know, the heavy hitters in the philanthropic world. And also important when you're looking at uh, uh, a philanthropist like Buffett, who is a co-founder of the Giving Pledge, which, you know, encourages uh, the ridiculously rich technical term uh, to give away their their wealth. And it's, um, you know, it's interesting to say like, oh, yeah, I joined the giving pledge. But I think Mackenzie Scott has sort of put the ante much higher. If you go to Vegas, you're looking for the tables. And like in order to sit at that table of um, philanthropist at the billion dollar level, you actually have to give away billions of dollars. Funny math. I love it. So Hopefully, we're looking at a you know uh, a cascade of uh, of others to come for uh, forgiving. Great, couldn't agree more. Our next story is, I'd say, something as a feel good story. This story last week came out that Las Vegas Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib came out as gay, making him the first active NFL football player to come out as gay. And in the announcement video, which was short and to the point, um, he said he stated his intention to donate $100,000 to the Trevor Project, which is a nonprofit that provides crisis intervention and suicide prevention resources to LGBTQ plus youth. So uh, kind of exciting to see this, the sports world, particularly the football world, 
ever so sl slowly kind of catch up to where the, the rest of us are in terms of acceptance. And now it's down to his teammates and the NFL as a whole to really be accepting. Um, and we hope to see that. But also the angle here is that donation um, to the Trevor Project, uh, a great organization that we'd love to highlight uh, right at the close of Pride Month. Yeah, you, you saw the public support coming from the NFL, coming from the Raiders, and I think that sort of welcoming atmosphere is as important, if not more important than the actual, obviously, bravery it takes for an individual to make that kind of statement, which, frankly, you know, we'll probably look back and be like, wait a minute, it was like a thing to say, like, who you were interested in, like, in the history books, yeah, we made a big deal of it, and you're like, What? Why not announce what flavor of ice cream you like? Like, hopefully that's where we evolve to. But seeing that you get, you know, the NFL behind it with publicly stated, um, you know, tweets, releases, what have you, and, and the teams getting behind it, we're in a, we're in a place where progress has been made. Um, not at the destination yet, but it was great to see. All right, Carisha, what do we have on our summer? Yeah, starting with our first headline, um, which is a bit of an interesting one, a little sensational. The first one reads, a woman gets six years in prison for embezzling from nonprofits. Um, so this woman has worked at two nonprofits and uh, has embezzled about $1.4 starting in 2013 into 2019. Um, and she was able to do this uh, from her first nonprofit job. Um, was able to get out $1.3 million by using organizations' credit cards for unauthorized purchases um, and by using money from the nonprofit's bank account for personal expenses. She went on to her second nonprofit job using her uh, married name um, to, you know, not have herself recognized and was able to embezzle another $57,000, um, which is quite a lot of money. So um, some more sensational news in nonprofit news today, um, but also a good reminder to continue to check your credit cards um, and that each spend is noted and categorized. Yeah. You know, I, I don't like making big points of you know, sort of fraud in the sector as like a representative of the whole. And like, this is the type of article that hurts general trust. Um, unfortunately, we share as, you know, a sector. Things to note here for your organization, adopt a trust, but verify. We're all great people here. We're all doing great work. I trust you all. And I'm going to verify. I'm going to verify that these transactions make sense. I'm going to verify when something doesn't make sense to me. Why don't these numbers quite add up? Follow the money, pull the threads, and, and you know it starts at that point of contact with the individual, which is credit card statements, um, and making sure those are uh, those are itemized. Another fundamental here is the you know always have two checks or more, two separate entities looking over and addressing where money is going uh, and, and who's accounting for it. You cannot have a single source, a single point of failure or weakness in your financial system. I'm not a financial expert, but I know that if you have two individuals who reach are in charge of checking out the other one and what they're doing, this is less likely to happen. Obviously, nonprofits are also subject to annual third-party audits. A sub-narrative here is, why the heck didn't an audit group catch this? Um, which is a question. I won't follow up on that. And Finally, there's a nuance here where how can somebody who defrauds an organization kind of get away with it? Well, a 
a lot of times when this happens, it's swept under the rug. There are NDAs. There are reasons why a nonprofit can't have this go public. So why prey on nonprofits? Because their brand, their reputation is at stake if this got out. How could this place be managed in such a way where this happens? So there's a lot of nuance here that nonprofits um, have to deal with um, in a in a tough way because they play by different rules. And this is one of those pieces where you can have somebody go from place to place because NDAs are signed. We can't have this go public. It'll hurt our reputation. Um, you know, I really feel for these organizations. Um, and, and so hopefully this is a, a warning to anybody who's like, well, wait a minute. I heard some of those checks that George was talking about of balances. And are we really doing that? As though you needed another thing to keep you up at night. This brought to you by the nonprofit news feed. <laughs> Scared yeah, program of financial education. <laughs> At the very least, a cautionary tale for sure. Um, our next headline reads, Nonprofit News Media Pace is Picking Up. Um, this article is from the Nonprofit Times, and it's really taking a look at just how many nonprofit news outlets are being created. Um, about one-third of, one, of nonprofit news outlets publishing today didn't exist five years ago. Um, so we're seeing a really, really big increase here. Um, and this article from the Nonprofit Times takes a look at uh, some of these statistics. So um, its memberships have grown 27% from 2019 to 2020, almost half of revenue coming into these uh, nonprofit news outlets are from foundations. Um, about a third is from individual giving. Um, and the majority of individual giving is coming from major donors, so $5,000 or more. Um, just interesting to kind of keep track of these giving trends and also keeping track of where exactly our news specifically um, is coming from. Yeah, we are constantly watching a nonprofit world grow in the world of news. Um, you know, the other side of the coin that, you know, 47% came from foundations in terms of that funding is the word sustainable. Uh, and if you sort of live and die on the, the whim of a check written by a foundation, as opposed to an economic model, you're, you know, you can celebrate one day and then say like, well, what does our five-year plan look like? Um, so things to watch as though nonprofit news, um, didn't have enough to always be concerned about, but I love seeing foundations uh, making this investment in terms of helping uh, media grow in, in terms of uh, nonprofit um, production. Definitely. Our last headline reads, House GOP members demand details of $350 million in grants from nonprofits in the 2020 election. Um, and this article is from the Epic Times and it follows uh, this pretty large donation that was made from uh, Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of Facebook and his wife. Um, they donated $350 million to the Center for Tech and Civic Life. Um, and a lot of this money was supposed to be going to uh, supporting elections, um, particularly state elections um, in 48 states and the District of Columbia. Um, but some GOP members are trying to figure out exactly where this money is going and how nonprofits um, are starting to use this grant, especially as um, some state elections have been happening. I know in New York, we just voted um, for mayor on our ranked system. So um, they definitely want some questions answered. Yep, gotta follow the money. Um, regardless of where you find yourself politically leaning, nobody wins if dark money is being spread throughout our democratic system. And it's, it's fine when you can cheer for whatever team you happen to represent. 
but a lack of transparency and and using nonprofits to funnel money into uh, political campaigns and not tracking it does not lead to a good place, um, even if there is some sort of narrative where you feel there's a temporary win. Uh, so uh, it, it's great to see. Um, you know, increased scrutiny of, of dollars being spent and hopefully gives pause to, as we roll into 2022, there are going to be more of these stories, you better believe. And, and so, yeah, get to the bottom, figure out where that money goes and uh, find out if there is wrongdoing or lack of transparency. Not to say that there's wrongdoing here, but just the transparency. Let us see where that money went. All right, Nick, anything you feel good about? What do we got? Sure, George, I can talk about a feel-good story. This one comes from Norfolk, Virginia, and it's about a man who, back in the 90s, his name is Rendell Henderson, um, was a drug dealer. And after doing some time in prison, he's created a nonprofit organization to help youth like him, who may have been drifting in his time, get technical skills that can put them on the path to employment, um, particularly here, uh, the technical skill being offered is welding and working on ships down there in Virginia. But just a great feel-good story um, about someone trying to give back to the community and help folks find a path who might be in search of one. Great note to end on. And if you want any of the links provided in these articles, guess what? We always email them out to all of the awesome subscribers of the nonprofit newsfeed.com. Get those links, learn about what's going on in the nonprofit sector. Thanks, Carisha. Thanks, Nick. This has been Using the Whole Whale podcast. If you want to keep learning more about these topics and others, head on over to wholewhale.com university to keep learning with us. Thanks, as always, to gregthomasmusic.org for his tunes that underwrite our tracks. They're fantastic. Hope you're doing well, Greg. And just a reminder, subscribes really help us on any platform that you listen to us on. Please give a thought to click and subscribe and maybe even a comment because we like hearing from you. 